Woody's not here. Who's Woody? I Woo! don't know. Yeah, he's dead to us. He's dead to us now. <laughs> We're just, gonna listen back to this. Yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, Woody is unfortunately away this week on uh, some more important business than adult make believe, and we do wish him well. But we thought it'd be a great opportunity to do some pretty new stuff. We are going to try our hand at playing 5e, and because I'm not a coward, and neither are anyone that's sitting here in front of me, we're doing a level 20 one-shot, because either it's going to work, or it's going to get so bogged down by calculations, and looking up spells, and then looking up conditions, and it ends up being 17-hour episodes, that we just hope everyone's having fun. If there's one thing we don't do, it's do stuff half-assed. Yes. So if we're going to do a one-shot. Full-assed. Exactly. Yeah. More intricacy equals more fun. It does. That is the equation. <laughs> and the words of Ben Wyatt, it is painfully intricate. <laughs> Mama ain't raised no bitch. Yeah. As Travis is wont to say. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a good time. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Also, it is 5E, so we can make up the rules as we go. It's and true. And also, also... I have a margarita, so it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to this. I cast make more margarita. <laughs> it's I'm like make it. it's like make water, but I, yeah, I cast create lime. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, go gather the ingredients. We're going to spend like two hours of this campaign making margaritas. <laughs> it's just going to digress into like a food channel thing where it's like how to make <laughs> the perfect margarita. I mean, I think it's going to be a. Uh, bad but (laughs) (laughs) but not because of the fun we'll have but because rule management at this level can get interesting it's going to be good well shall we continue to bebop and scat because i'm afraid (laughs) to start yeah i love i love that now you just say bebop and scat it's because it's fun to say (laughs) oh man do you hear that oh it's raining outside that would be the scat (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> <take it> back. <laughs> Bad joke. Uh, um, all right. So you all find yourselves outside of this kind of ramshackled house. You have each arrived within no more than 30 seconds of each other. You know nothing of the people that surround you. And as you look from left to right, and you approach from the seemingly innocuous woods, you get this sense of foreboding, because you were told to come here, each of you. And you find yourselves surrounded by others who were told to come here. In front of you sits a door and a standard house. What do you all want to do? Wow. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'll show you my coin if you show me yours. <laughs> Who said Wait. anything about the coin? Wait a minute. I did. You got a coin, too? I got a coin. <laughs> Do you get a coin? I got a coin. Hold on a minute. I just noticed you guys. I just noticed you guys standing here. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of this place stands a half-orc and rather... Uh, I would say druidy garb, a <laughs> full elf in <laughs> to bury the lead monkish on that garb, <laughs> <laughs> a <laughs> animate construct <laughs> with a big old axe. Yeah, yeah. great axe. And then a, uh, a half elfish person, probably in a hood or something. I don't know. Maybe like an elven cloak. Maybe. 
like an elven cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Who's who? It's hard to tell. <laughs> it's always hard to tell. Pointy ears. I, I feel like I should have described the characters and scenes a little more because it's just for people milling about. That's my bad. Anyways, <laughs> back to you talking about your coins. What are you all doing here? I got a coin as well. I believe that is my business and not yours. And uh, my character, whose name is Krista, not to be confused with Crystal, because I'm very creative with character names, is going to start... Uh, <laughs> Working her way around this building and gathering information because she doesn't just want to like <laughs> head in directly around the, the outside. So, as you're walking, go ahead and roll me that perception check. Yeah. Also, I want to point out my passive perception is 26. Hot damn. 26. Yeah. Jesus. Oh wait. Her passive perception is like ridiculous as well. How do you know so much about my character sheet? <laughs> He's. Uh, I mean, passive perception. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got a 34. 34. God, God. these level 20 characters are so stacked. So as the the full elf and the half elf walk around the outside, (laughs) as the full elf (laughs) concentrates super hard passively, and as the half elf walks around the perimeter of the building, you notice that these kind of warped wooden slats, though mundane at first glance have scrawlings on them almost imperceptibly so and you see that the scrawlings wrap around the entire estate they're on every slat and they seem to repeat over and over again uh what do they say i shall read them as you approach you notice that it doesn't seem to be words it's a repeating number of symbols that you aren't quite sure of. Roll me an Arcana check. Ooh. Five. Five. <laughs> You're uncertain. Uh, you just, you see these kind of etchings and you aren't quite sure what it means. It seems like gibberish to you. Hmm. What is everyone else doing? Hi guys, my what name's is Seaman. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> That's with an H, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Seaman with an H. Apparently a silent H. <laughs> It's very, it's very That's ang- what they call you, then. <laughs> yeah. Shaman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then that's what we shall call you. That was very on point. I call myself Bakota. Lovely. <laughs> I keep reading nice it. Nice ro- to meet you, <laughs> Shaman. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. He's really trying to get that under his tongue, so it, it, uh, he's practicing as much as he can. Really trying to get Sheeman under his tongue. Really oh bad. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I regret agreeing to do this one. I regret. <laughs> Travis knows I exactly regret. what he was doing exactly. when he made that name. Oh yeah. <laughs> I suppose I'll hear people chattering and come back and look at the other character that has not named himself. He's just and you kind of standing sir. there, taking in everything, like not really moving. And as Alex said, he's kind of like this weird construct made of like metal and wood. But um, so yeah, he's he's just like really just literally like standing still, completely inanimate, just focusing really hard, and he's not really addressing anybody. What you and, and Shiman know outright is that, or at least notice on um, the construct is the symbol that is in the middle of his chest. You notice it because you've seen it 
on the coins that you've been carrying. Who notices huh. this? Uh, they both do because they have a very high Who's passive they? perception. So that's uh-huh. Shimon and uh, Krista. Okay. I'm going to poke the construct on the back. Did you feel that? <laughs> <laughs> you, metal man, do you speak? Yes, I speak. <laughs> Did you feel that? Yes, I feel wow. everything. If I say something mean, will it hurt your feelings? Do you have feelings? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's get into the lore of Paul's what character. What do you call yourself? <laughs> I don't know my name, but people call me Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> then Beefcake I shall call you. <laughs> but pleasure to meet you, Beefcake. As you were all standing there poking this living construct (laughs) and playing with the idea of hurting his feelings, (laughs) the door in the front of the house swings open. A woman steps in to the doorway and she kind of raises her head to look over and you see her kind of mouthing like one, two, three, four. Oh, good. You've all you've all arrived. I. I was wondering if it would be at the same time or different times, but I guess it makes sense that you're all here at the same time. Please, please, come in. And she she kind of wanders away uh, deeper into the house. Do I know this woman? Uh, you do not, but you know of her because you were told to find her home. So you assume <laughs> she is the person that oh, you yes. meant, meant to find. Oh right, that one I'm sentence here to you told find me. This person's home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as like the words come in, like leave her lips, you just see Beefcake just like walk very fast, like straight into the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. She Dakota comes to the table. Bring up the rear. And she sits down. She's like, "Please, please, sit down. Have a seat. Make yourselves comfortable. I feel like the news that I'm going to deliver is important for all of you." Do you have indoor plumbing? Is that what this is over here? <laughs> It's not so much plumbing as a giant hole that I shit into. <laughs> it looks like a like a chair with like a giant hole cut out of it. That is literally what <laughs> toilets used to be. I don't know why this is surprising. Like a lazy boy. Oh, it's fancy. I usually shit in the Can woods. Can I tell you that my grandma actually has one of those? An outhouse? No. Just a, a chair hole. with a hole in <gasps> it, and we and she kept she kept it at her cabin that we used to go to. And we would all play in it, pretending it was a toilet. We didn't know. Actually, actually, the toilet. toilet. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> Did she have a poop knife too? Oh, oh I don't God. know. I don't know what that is. I don't want to know what that <laughs> is. I, I choose not to acquire that piece going of knowledge. To it yeah. No. Here we go. <laughs> I haven't seen two girls one cup, and I don't want to Google poop oh knife. Oh my God! <laughs> this is falling off the rails. <laughs> so sorry. Hi, Crystal's mom. So I assume you all have arrived for very similar reasons. Please present to me your tokens. Beefcake just like immediately puts it on the table. King. I flip it with a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> you have. <laughs> Bakoda presents. Cohen. Uh, and she. I, I wave my coin, but then palm it very quickly. In nice. my you pull it out from behind Shiman's ear. <laughs> I guess you could say it's sleight of hand. (laughs) As you do, she waves her hand, and the coins are actually ripped from your grasps, or they're pulled from in front of you, and they line perfectly in front of her. You then notice for the first time that her eyes are somewhat cloudy. You don't know if 
she's blind, you don't know if she lacks vision. But when she looks, her eyes see you. But there's something strange about her. It's tough to pin down her age. It's tough to kind of pin down where she's from. Every single time you look away, you seem to forget her. And every single time you look back at her, she seems an old friend. The aesthetic she's putting off is eerie, to say the least. As the coins sit in front of her, she then waves her hand over it once more. As she does so, the coins start to tremble and kind of spin in place and then settle back down. She sits with her eyes closed, hand held above them, and for a moment, a moment longer than anyone may feel comfortable, she sits there contemplating, and she goes, Strange, I know that when you were coming to me that it was for reasons, but I never thought those reasons would be clouded from my own vision. You see, these coins, they're from the Saruman Dwarves. Now, no one's seen these dwarves for centuries. But here in Almorel, there's speak of the mines that line underneath our city. Accidentally, have found their old place of living. Now, you all come for different reasons, looking for answers of your origins, for wealth, for power, to destroy great evil, and I can assure you all that your reasons are all intertwined one for the other. And she shuffles the coins together, and she redistributes them with this very quick kind of gesture, and they skitter perfectly to stop in front of you. Her eyes glaze over, this time not clouded, but glowing, and she puts her hand on the table. As she does so, these runes streak across between the four of you. This is the strangest part. I know that you are meant to have found me, and I know I am meant to send you on your way, but these, she gestures at the runes and the tables that have, they're burning, perhaps from magics, perhaps from fire. It is tough to distinguish. I don't know what these mean, but perhaps you will find why they are tied to the four of you. And she pulls her hand off the table, and as she does so, the table returns to its original state, almost unblemished. Do we recognize what the um, emblems? Uh, you can roll me an arcana check. Everyone can roll me an arcana check if you'd shot. like. Okay. Let's give it a shot. <coughs> Natural 20. Natural Ooh. 20. 8. 17. 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bakoda, you're certain of many things. And, and Shiman, you actually be certain of many things as well because you know all manner of language. And Bakoda, your m- knowledge of the arcane is deep. And you are certain that you have never seen anything of this style before. And you are uncertain and you know that this type does not exist in the world. And she just said she was uncertain? She was uncertain as well. well. Okay. Beefcake says, I've seen this. It's Cyrillic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Sorry, Krista, you should know this then. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) That was my part. (laughs) (laughs) 
Did we get our same coins back or did we get different ones? Um, you can check out your coins. It seems the coins are almost in- indistinguishable from one another. Oh. And <laughs> you know that you each found a coin in different circumstance in that it was the first time in your decades of adventuring that you'd come across it. So the fact that the, all four of you have identical coins is also quite peculiar. Yeah, Beefcake's just going to reach down and pick up the coin that's in front of him. Just give it like a real quick once over just to make sure that the symbol is the exact same. And then he's going to uh, put it into a compartment on his body. Mm-hmm. I will pick mine up and just as quickly as I pick it up, it seemingly disappears into some sort of compartment on my person. Bakoda will pick his up, flip it into the air with his thumb, catch it. And as he does so, he's remembering how he came upon this coin. Uh, as you all handle your coins, you're reminded, if only in small part, of how you have found it. Beefcake, you were paid for a job, a simple job of guarding the sheep of a, f- a local farmer. They know that you are a strong, adept swordsman, and you are trustworthy. He didn't have anything safe for this coin. He handed it to you. The first thing you noticed, of course, was that the symbol matched your own, sparking your interest. Bakoda, whilst you were in the woods, your woods that you've called your home for 60 years, for the first time in a long time, there was death that encroached upon it. It seeped in, and all of the magics that you could best muster were unable to assuage it. As you investigated and tried to follow the deep black veins of evil magic that have infested the woods, you came across this coin as well. Now, Shiman, when you were in your order, sitting and meditating, you had a vision, a vision of great dark evil. And as the master of your order, you knew that it was your sole purpose to seek out and destroy it. As you searched for signs of this evil, you found your coin. And when you touched it, a vision much like the one that you found in your dream came over you and you knew that it was tied to the fate of whatever thing lurked in the shadows. Now, Krista, you came about your coin in a little bit of a different way, in more ill-suited means. But when you found it and you offered it up to your fence as you normally would, they were awe-inspired, telling you the the wealth of this coin and how much it was worth. And, and an idea came across you that if you could find more of these coins, mayhaps you could make yourself quite the pretty penny. And you decided to find source. Yeah. So you're all sitting there <laughs> holding your coins in your hands. What do you want to do? So where do we got it? There's worms and <laughs> I hate worms. So well, that's unfortunate because yeah. where you're going, there's quite a lot. There's been strange disturbances around Al Morel like by the, the bank of the, the lake. There have been sheddings, but not of a snake or of a lizard, say, but of worms, thousands, tens of thousands, lining the shores. And each day they disappear, and each night they return new, different. The source we do not know, but they have been appearing each eve for the past fortnight. That's disgusting. (laughs) They probably eat their own sheddings. Yeah, Sounds like a really things. efficient way to, to 
Make sure you're getting your nutrients. I hate efficiency. <laughs> uh, said Travis never <laughs> before. Right. Uh, do you know where the mines under the city And she are? waves in the air, and you see this hologram, this minor illusion, <laughs> dance in the middle of the table. And she shows you a path from her cottage on the outskirts of Almorel through to town, past the downtown, and into a mine that is abandoned. They have been using it, but as of recently, no one's been there. She goes, there. That is the entrance. They've known about it for some time, but they've ignored it. It's it's a rich mine full of many veins of desirable ore, but I fear they may have dug too deep and awakened something far too great. In so many stories that happens, poor Gandalf. <laughs> poor Balrog. <laughs> oh. Radica, I mean, Bakoda sticks his um, the point, the tip of his staff into the table, and he says, Amen. Oh, boy. I'm my axe. Yeah, Beefcake pulls out his axe and, like, slams it into the table, <laughs> like, almost That's cleaving it in half. My staff. <laughs> well, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you all are weird, but I'm down to go too, but I'm not putting anything on this table. <laughs> uh, Krista's just going to cross her arms as she stands in the corner and roll her eyes and give a very slight nod. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> Says Bakoda as he lifts his staff. Uh, Beefcake stands straight up very fast in the chair that he was sitting in, like shoots like six (laughs) feet behind him and falls over because he stood up so fast. And he just turns to like face the doorway. I'm just going to, yeah, Krista's just going to start walking like straight out right in the direction of the mines. Doesn't necessarily care that other people are coming with her, but it probably doesn't hurt to have like meat shields in case we come across. It's called beef cakes. It's not meat shield. <laughs> Bakoda's going to go up to uh, our well host and say, any last words of caution, m'lady? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, any last words. <laughs> like, any you're going to kill words? her? <laughs> Goodbye. We no longer need your services. Shabang. <laughs> Lightning <laughs> storm. <laughs> she reaches out and she grabs Bakoda's hand. She goes, I can tell you one thing, that in all of my years there has been nothing that has been able to block my sight is this. You all are great in your own ways, and I have a feeling that is why you have gathered here. So take care and destroy whatever you may find, because I fear if you don't, it will destroy us all. Well, thank you very much, Miss... Uh... You can call me Jai. Miss Jai. You're welcome, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. He like pats her on the back <laughs> a little uh, too forcefully as he walks out. As as Krista walks um, through the, I guess like front room out the door, she's gonna look to see if there's anything of value within maybe arm's reach. As you do so, and as the the thought crosses your mind, you just hear from the other room. You can take what you like. I only wish for you to succeed, Krista. 
Oh boy. And I'm just gonna get the fuck out of Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. Right. Be- Beefcake cares that, so he takes the frying pan off the stove. <laughs> <laughs> that's an improvised weapon so you take a minus four <laughs> that's okay i'll take it oh i'm reading a book where literally the protagonist's favorite weapon is a frying pan that's nice. amazing i love that uh okay so let's let's get out of here as you all walk out of the doors she waits kind of just in the frame as you leave you make your way through the city it's not exactly early, but early enough that you see the odd baker moving around, perhaps a horse cart pulling things through. You get past the buildings onto the other forest, and you find yourself inside of a mine. You navigate the long mine shaft for longer than you would have expected. The town is not great, but for whatever reason, the mine shaft seems to stretch far and farther still. Eventually, you come to a hole, maybe a little bit smaller than a man and it seems to bust through on the other side sheer darkness but whatever was seen on the other side they decided that wasn't the best way and the the straight path of the mine meanders to the right away from the hole as though they thought whatever lied beyond the point of ingress wasn't worth going through Hmm. as you pass through the hole into the cavern you are greeted by an enormous sight as you step into this larger cavern you find yourself in this yawning caves entrance 80 feet wide by 80 feet tall stretching on and on the enormity of it seems almost baffling and you see just outside of your sight those who can see in the dark a cave sorry not a cave a <laughs> a <laughs> gateway cave. more cave well that's fair you do see more cave uh, an entrance and that entrance has crumbled a bit and this is where you find yourselves inside the entrance uh so if you look at the bottom left corner of the map oh, you should see all of your characters left. yeah it is a huge map <laughs> oh, i know i was definitely massive map in yeah. too much all right. I like the spooky sound that goes along with it. Thanks, Sirenscape. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Wow, this is like caveception. <laughs> also, <laughs> a cave within a cave. So yeah. much caves. So much caves. <laughs> um, that hole that we walked past, that was not the entrance that we came through into the cave because I have dark vision. Could I have seen down it? Uh that was the end. So oh. the mine went one way, and then it seems that like small, less than human-sized hole was the hole that actually led into this area that they broke through and investigated, and then for whatever reason decided that's not where they wanted to be, and they, they went the opposite direction. Okay. All right. Uh, just to make sure that we're going in the right way, um, Bakoda's going to cast Guidance. Um to detect whether or not this is the best best way. I believe that guidance actually this guide I think guidance helps you with uh saving throws. It doesn't actually guide oh. you. It's quite the misnomer. We can play yeah. 5e it can do I, whatever we wanted to do. I have blind sense <laughs> which 
You also have dark vision. Completely separate. Uh, yeah, from you just added D four to an ability check. Yeah, I think it's just for ability checks. It does not. It, it guides you in your path to get things not steady. <laughs> huh. Okay, that is true. I w- so guidance is not applicable. <laughs> therefore, he does not cast it. <laughs> Bunch of bullshit. Well, it is a cantrip, so fuck it. He casts it. <laughs> cast it. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> just, he just touches. <laughs> he touches beefcake and is like guidance. <laughs> Good luck, my child. Yeah. I like that you just randomly cast cantrips because you don't really know what they do, but one day you'll figure it out. It's like a Rubik's cube. As a cube. level twenty druid. <laughs> I just like the know how to do random stuff. I have now. no idea what this does. <laughs> I don't know what it does. I learn as I go. It's too rudimentary <laughs> for me. I cast wish yeah. to make a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a sandwich right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Time and space itself uh, shifts. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! All right, I'm gonna perceive stuff in the cave. I guess. What's everyone else doing? I cannot see. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Is not going to do well in the cave. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. I can see. Yeah, you all can. So all of you can see except for Beefcake. Does anybody? Oh. Uh, does anybody have anything to cast light? Beefcake, why don't you just follow us? <laughs> <laughs> Much like Aravashni, I take Could you hand. just right. put your hand on someone? Beefcake, I take his hand. <laughs> Beefcake has just like a thought. And he pulls out his great axe and like whispers into it, and it. Uh, you see the the blades of the great axe just like the edges of them light on fire, and it creates forty feet of light. There you go. So I still here. hold Beefcake's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Beefcake holds your hand because it just <laughs> feels comfortable to him. So I like that you announced <laughs> that you too, can't see, so that everyone like looked at you, so that you can <laughs> light your I axe see. on fire. Yeah. We get a Beefcake. Well, nobody Reflex. offered to help, so you know. I'm really interested in what like um, people uh, like each character's like expression is, like what they. Do look you, like right now. Do you want to know our astrological sign? Um, a little bit, but I'll refrain and just stick to like, <laughs> just like what you're looking like right now. Why don't I we just do like an hour-long in... bottle episode just at the beginning of this cave where we don't <laughs> yes. accomplish anything? Alex is so frustrated. He's read so much, <laughs> and we're like, let's talk about ourselves. No, no, learning a whole new game system back to front, <laughs> and then learning it to the 20th level. Well, there's your problem. Learning you did it, it back to front. No you should have done it front to back. That's my back. That was way inefficient. No, but I that, will say Is everyone in awe of what they're seeing? What what is Sheeman's face look like? <laughs> uh, well, in addition to his face, he has a head and his body and I think that's maybe what Sierra's getting at. Is that you have a head and a body, I assume. <laughs> you you want to see what we look like or just what yeah, our faces look like? Well, I want yeah, I kind of want to see what you, what you look like, like yeah, how you present yourself. Let's do some character descriptions. <laughs> I know, Alex. Oh. I apologize. It's okay. Everyone describe their characters. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Sierra. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Bakoda is kind of this like Tall, unseemingly muscular, like unexpectedly muscular, kind of, I guess the way you might like describe Travis, unexpectedly muscular, kind of, of. but this guy's old, so not like Travis, Travis. (laughs) I feel old. 
Um, That's because you've broken like every bone in your body. He's twice. like old. He's got like white beard hair and white hair hair um, for whatever's <laughs> left. And he has, he, and he's a half orc, so he has like you know big giant bottom teeth, but one is like broken, so he has kind of like a derpy half smile, Aww. and he's just kind of happy-go-lucky looking, but um, you know, slightly intimidating. That's it. I like it. Everybody's looking at me, so I'll just go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Beefcake is, uh, he is a construct of sorts. He is literally made of like metal and wood and he doesn't have like organs or anything like that. He's literally, he's more of a piano guy. Yeah. Harpsichord, not yeah. an organ. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Just> the, <laughs> the laugh from Travis, <laughs> like <laughs> from afar. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, yeah, so he's, like, pretty much just a construct. Like, he doesn't breathe, he doesn't eat, he doesn't sleep, and he clearly doesn't, uh, understand social cues very well either, and, uh, takes things very, very literally. Does he have a face? He does have a face. If he opens his mouth, what do we see? He doesn't really have, <laughs> like, a distinct mouth. Like, just sound comes from... Like around like his like faceplate almost. Mm-hmm. You're like his eyes light up, yeah. His eyes light up, <laughs> just like a, a real subtle glow. So does his. But like, I like him. Yeah. I feel like Dakota hugs him. Crystal, what do you look like? I, you know, I really like to prepare character descriptions, and as we all know, I have aphantasia, so I don't really see anything. But let's give it a shot. I am a half elf. My name is Krista. I have a very crappy Russian accent. Um, (laughs) that is all. No, I'm just kidding. I look like I have a crappy Russian. I have, uh, (laughs) this is great. I have fair white skin and blonde hair and blue eyes. And though many of my people may wear, uh, like gaudy, lightly colored, well-adorned garb, I have kind of, uh, like dark colors and everything that I am wearing has a purpose and a function um but there's a lot of flowiness to my cloak of elvenkind for uh concealments of sorts i feel like there's a designer that i'm thinking of right now it's the one um that dan levy wears on schitt's creek all the time <laughs> with like the loose do you know what I'm talking about? All I could like think of was a utility kilt, but I think he wears I'm a kilt in that this. show. I'm going to find this, and then I'll tell you later. You can edit it back in. To this yes. <laughs> just out of nowhere, just Sierra reading. And in Schitt's Creek, Dan Levy wears. Uh, and, in, and though I have uh, maybe a kind-looking face as, as it's resting, I always have kind of like this permanent scowl. Resting bitch face is what I think people call it. <laughs> I'm just like fed up with life and probably even myself and everyone else around me. And that's me. And your character. Oh. <laughs> you made it your turn. Um, I am wearing clothes and I have <laughs> a face. A face. And a head with that face. And a head. And a body, apparently. And a body. Spoilers. Yeah, and uh, my hair is poofy <laughs> for an elf. I don't know. I didn't when get you, this far. When you open your mouth, what do we see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's turn the tables. What do you got in there? 
it's got a blue tongue, which is really weird. So many raspberry. It's like a giraffe tongue. I'm just gonna say you look like that uh, that famous extra that's in like every movie and TV show. What's that guy's name? Oh, oh. the dude, the guy with the like really curly, fluffy hair and like the kind of chubby face. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna say that's your character. That's your I'm character. on board. You're Perfect. just in the background. I was like, thinking like troll doll <laughs> or like oh, Goku. Yeah. Sierra, when you uh, when you look up Dan Levy designer, make sure you look up that actor's name and we'll edit that in as Jesse well. Jesse Wayne Hyman is the guy's name. No, Dan Levy is the actor. No, I know, but the designer oh. for Dan Levy and then oh, the yeah. actor's name. <laughs> you have homework. This guy. Yeah, that is, that's on. the guy I was thinking yeah, of. That's David fair. Rose from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> there you go. His, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good work. I'll just I'll shuffle everything around so that editing sounds really unnatural and it'll be great. <laughs> so you find yourself in this big ass <laughs> cave as you as Bakoda just stares at all of you to take in the information that we all just heard. Krista's just gonna start walking forward. Like she doesn't really fuck around or waste time. Except for the twenty minute <laughs> the thing we just did. Are you walking up or to the right? I always like to go to the right. I'm gonna go right. I'll follow you. Cool. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna also follow. Uh, that's the way you came in. The way you all are going. <laughs> that's not very clear. <laughs> As I extended the map and opened it up to you uh, in front of you, I thought that was maybe a little more. No, okay. because first of all, I showed up here in the middle, so I thought I had come from back here. No, I said there was a broken gate in front of you, and you all went the exact opposite we're, way from the broken we're gate. We're playing a tabletop RPG. You do also. everything you can to be heavy-handed and lay <laughs> oh, the path the out in front gate. of us, and we still go somewhere else. I still don't. Oh, I see the broken gate. <laughs> Wait, right. what's this frog's Just name? Just so everybody at home knows, there is a broken gate, <laughs> on the and map. we are headed toward it. I heard there was more cave. I didn't. There was cave Cape-ception. opening up to more cave. Beefcake makes it to the broken gate. Uh, as you approach Beefcake, you realize that one side of it still stands strong, but the other side has been destroyed, almost blasted to rubble. You're not entirely sure what caused it uh, in your experience. It isn't anything that you've come across before, but others may have noticed. You also notice that the intact part of the gate has glyphs on it um and that is what you see i'm gonna hold up my coin does it match (laughs) it does actually uh though it does not match the center symbol that you find you see that there's small type around the outside unsure of what it know what it means but it does match at least in part here and there that's nothing but (laughs) (laughs) um do we see anything that matches like the script that we saw at that blind lady's place uh, no, that script doesn't match the coin. It doesn't match this, like, that's why it seemed so otherworldly is because it was unidentifiable. You know, the she was at blind. Her house, the one not... that burned across okay, the middle yeah, of her yeah, table. Yeah. Okay. She was blind, so it might just be like scribbles. <laughs> chicken scratch. <laughs> Literal chicken scratch. You guys are so mean to blind people on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Why did you pick another adventure path? I said she wasn't blind. <laughs> oh. Well, I have blind sense. Crystal, that's not what that does. <laughs> Do I sense? Do I sense blind? It's like detect magic, it's but like, with blind people. Yeah, but it's also like casting guidance to be guided. You know, it just I like taking literal meanings of things. Great. 
You just had to memorize a shit ton of spells. No. Not all of them just, are going to work. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it worked. Someone has a really sweet D4 coming their way. <laughs> so yeah. I'm still hanging on to that D4. That's mine. Uh-huh. Oh, is, Take uh, it. Is there any Take other, it. Is there any further inspection you all would like to do of the gate? Oh, yeah. Probably. I'm just going to stand off to the side and let someone else walk through it. I guess I'll... I guess I'll do like traps. Can I do a? Um, you can just roll a perception on that one. Okay, I roll a perception to sense traps. Yikes! That's a nat one. Oh, I believe so. you can't roll nat ones on skill checks though. Well, it's not an automatic fail, so add your stuff to it. Well, it's also she as a rogue has an ability that if she lowers nine or lower, she automatically gets a ten regardless if for it's a skill check. What for the oh. fuck? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you. Assisted with making my character. Uh, while she's Hot reading damn. that, yeah, I'm you pretty go. frustrated that jumping isn't dexterity <laughs> and is strength. <laughs> and so, Beefcake, you you look pretty strong. You want to show me how high you can jump so I can be jealous? Can you touch the ceiling? And he jumps as high as he can. Uh, <sighs> as you ask him to do that, instead of just looking up like a normal person, you realize that the ceilings are like 120 feet above you. <laughs> oh, no. He still does his best. Oh, and he yeah, like swipes his hand at it to try to touch the ceiling. He gets pretty high up. He he gets like 10 to 15 feet like clear distance. That's pretty good. Because fighters actually have a an ability where they get additional height well, to their jumps. That's pretty good. It's like I like that Beefcake just does as he's asked. Yeah. Bakoda Snickers, and because he's wearing his boots of striding and jumping, also jumps. And It's a jump off. Yes. Tip off. Anybody <laughs> got a basketball? Oh, Just it's boots of striding and springing. Excuse me. Those sound like cat burglar boots to me. Sorry. So... <laughs> Is anyone going to look my at these glyphs? My perception is 24. <laughs> so, okay, my... So many questions about mechanics. This is a shit show. FYI, I can jump like 30 feet. <laughs> can I perceive how, tall, how like high she actually jumps? Because there's wind resistance. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I rolled a 1, which turns into a 10. And then I add my perception, which is 14. There you go. So 24, 24. is the max. I mean, you don't perceive anything amiss with the arch uh as you look at it you think you feel kind of like a thrumming coming from it but it's not ominous it's more like it once stood there for a reason that it no longer can uh, do i'm gonna throw my coin at it it's like a gate (laughs) that's broken (laughs) damn (laughs) you throw your coin at it at the gate or through it no, no, add, add it to, like, hit the runes to see if they, like, interact together. Yeah, so, uh, so you throw your coin, and it tings off of it. But what's stranger still when you throw your coin is that when it hits the rock, it doesn't sound like a coin hitting rock. It actually sounds more like a coin hitting metal. Wow, that's not comfort. <laughs> uh, beefcake, you should touch it and see if the sound of your people resonates and you understand things. <laughs> and he doesn't know how to react to that, but he touches it anyway. <laughs> As you touch it, the the stone seems to hum underneath your hand. Uh, though you aren't one to be attuned with magic, it reverberates so extreme that it even touches you. <gasps> I feel things. Wow. I also feel things. 
Hmm. But I'm not touching the bridge. Wow. <gasps> uh, if you want, uh, you can roll me an arcana check or a knowledge. Sorry, not just a nature check. Not knowledge, nature. Sorry. <clears throat> Did my okay. coin go through it, or did I was I able to like catch it back? You probably, with your deafness, just caught it immediately as it Sweet. bounced back okay. to you. Got an eighteen for Arcana. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Three. Yikes. What'd you get, Pagoda? Big things good at. Yeah. Okay. Specific Arcana? things, okay. Who uh, says that? Uh, I just did. Yeah, maybe Bakoda does in <laughs> Bakoda's accent. For Arcana. Um. <laughs> That'll be 15. 15. So you recognize it as something that is called Hiza Gakur. It is an extremely rare metal that has the patina of stone, but you know that it is rare. And the fact that this entire arch is made of it is even stranger. And as you look at the arch, and as Krista examines it further, she runs her eye and notices that the stone attached to the gateway is actually made of the same kind of metal. And then as you run your eye further along, you realize you're surrounded by it in its entirety. And that this is not a tunnel that has been hewn from rock, but a tunnel that has been made from metal. Whoa. And it's all this hizagakur? Yes. It looks a little bit like vibranium or adamantium, but it is his a good cur. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would have been really good in your accent, and you just really, really <laughs> dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to so throw a dart through the gate. You throw a dart through the gate, and it passes through unimpeded. All right, let's go, guys. This gate's cool and all, but... Okay, Bakota's going to go last. Oh. Beefcake walks through. I'll go second. And Bakota's going to hold his breath while he walks through it. <laughs> Just for good luck. As he wanders through life, confused, and just casting random cantrips. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Aren't we all? Just wandering through life, casting random cantrips. <laughs> Oof. That is deep. Let's talk about that some Ooh. more. <laughs> <laughs> and here on the C.R. Ainsworth Psychology Podcast. <laughs> As you continue to walk onwards, you see that this cavern branches. It branches to the right, and it branches further to the left. Let's, I guess, perceive things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll a perception check. You can roll a perception I'm, check. Okay. Well. You look left, I'll look right. Oh, okay. I, I look right. I look right. Uh, can, you, can you describe what passive wisdom is versus perception? Um, yeah, I rolled lower than my passive perception so can i just have that you cannot uh passive perception is when things are looking to surprise you it's like your ability to notice them now the thing about rogues is that their passive perception is their minimum perception uh but things like monks they don't have that advantage so 24 24 so for the right for the right you just the hallway i'm sorry i think I, did i pick left i picked left you picked right which one's more important she picks that one <laughs> 24 for the left. Man. Just called, <laughs> instead of buddy cast, we should call this one punchy cast. Right. <laughs> um, as you look left, you see that the hard-hewn stone, or has a occur, that is made to look like a cavern becomes more detailed hallways, actual tile compared to the rock-like aesthetic. To the right, 
um, Bakoda notices that the cavern continues onward. Thus, cavern continues onward. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we flip a coin? I prefer to go right. Labyrinth rule. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's so many no further conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no pushback. Right, it is. Is this thing on the map actual? Actually, there, like this cave-in entrance. Yeah, yeah that's that's a completely no, cave-in entrance. It seems as though the only way to actually get into those caverns would be through the hole to the left that you saw. Okay. You guys want to try to dig this out or something? <laughs> yeah, let's just spend. There's a. <laughs> There's an <laughs> entryway over here, but yeah, let's spend <laughs> tons of time digging time. these boulders out. How do you dig those boulders out? Why don't you narrate that for me? Yeah. <laughs> so Beefcake is going to approach. <laughs> you are a construct. <laughs> and you are beefy. So do you continue right? We will, we will continue right. onwards past the caved-in entrance. All right, so you keep walking to the right. Uh, as you do, you come to these doors uh, on the doors, it says something really large in this lost uh, script that you saw before on the back of the coins. Now, Shimon, you can make out bits and pieces because it's dwarvish. And you speak dwarvish, but it's more, it's like someone trying to translate from Greek to ancient Greek. And it says a couple of things it says resting place, it says Athun. And it says, um, architect. That's all you can really glean from the doorway itself. Does anybody know who Athun is, by chance? You could try and roll a history check if someone wants to try that. I'm going to try. Oh, I'm going to try What were the well. things that it said on the door? Athun. Resting place, Athun, chief architect. 13 for Bakoda. Yeah, you're not entirely sure. Two. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> 11. 11, same. Four. You're all uncertain of the meaning of the doorway. Oh, I mean, what material is it made of? It's right. made of a different material. It seems to still be made of the Hizikakur, but it's been like sculpted and changed. <laughs> when you say Hizikakur, it sounds like you're sneezing. Hizikakur. Gesundheit. I should. Okay, I want metagame. <laughs> I want metagame when yeah. I play Dungeons and Dragons. You throw my I know nothing. <laughs> Just was thinking about context clues, but let's uh so should we try to go in? I think we should throw our coins at it and make sure it doesn't have a force field of death. I love that you keep throwing things. Oh <laughs> do I have yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say I have an uh, enchanted stone. But I could just throw a normal stone at it as well <laughs> and see if anything <laughs> happens. Yeah. A magic stone. <laughs> throw your magic stone and your coin at I it. I will. It's a cantrip, so why the hell not? <laughs> I do so. You throw a magic stone at it and it and it hits off the door and rings. It also just like can the do damage just in case. <laughs> <laughs> It does. It does. It, it doesn't seem to do anything. The other thing you notice about the door is, though it has a seam in it, it doesn't have handles. Doesn't have 
I don't know why semen keeps coming up. <laughs> a seam in, in it. it. <laughs> it's got a seam in it? <laughs> oh, you you who put semen on this door? <laughs> it's a protecting ward. <laughs> a protection door. Um, you notice this, that it, there's a seam that seems to split the two halves, but there's no handles, there's no locks. There doesn't seem to be any real way to grab at it or get purchase on the door. Beefcake is going to push on it. Roll me a strength check, please. Ooh. I'm going to push on Beefcake. Uh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you assist? <laughs> Do you assist? There's no assisting in, in 5e. Oh, uh, bummer. Does, well, does she it give me advantage or anything? <laughs> um, no. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess Travis says we can make things up, so sure. Yeah. Uh, if it's... It's probably not a strength saving throw, just a strength like modifier. Straight up right? strength check, yeah. Uh, 23. 23. You push against the door, and like everyone watches as your like various actuating like motors strain, and you put your all into it, and it does not budge an inch. Is mm. it? Is it a pull door? <laughs> Krista walks up and pulls it open. <laughs> you said there were no handles. <laughs> well, you didn't try to pull on the handleless door. <laughs> no, it does. It remains shut. Mm. Shall we look have? for ways to enter the door? Like, uh, oh crap! Do I have a like disabled device? Do you have I'm like a suction cup, and we can just like plop it on, and then it'll be a pull door? Open a lock. Does it? It doesn't. <gasps> s- what? I pull out my <laughs> tube, and I whack it. What tube? And it <laughs> sends out <laughs> this chime. <laughs> Up to 120 feet. And it opens. <gasps> Maybe. What are you, what you are pull you, out a what tube, you, you whack <laughs> it, and something happens. <laughs> what are you using? Feet? My chime of opening. Your chime of Holy opening. Holy shit. That's amazing. I That's perfect. All I have is like a crowbar and some rope. <laughs> you, right. you use your chime of opening, and you hit it, and the door glows. And it lights up, and you see this kind of... I don't know, emitted light, dull, and it remains sealed. Oh, shit. You should return that. Is there a keyhole? There is not. I have a bell. I'm going to ring my bell. Ring (laughs) my bells. Ring my bells. Now you're all just playing a sweet tune. Ring my bells. We don't have the rights to those songs. Stop singing. (laughs) (laughs) Only 14 seconds. Yeah. All right. I don't know. You all want to move on and maybe come back later? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let's come back later. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, or did we decide to have a keyhole? I'm sorry. It does no. not. Does not. Does not. All right. Um, yeah, I'm interested in what's down this path to the right. Me and too. To look down it. I'll get right behind you, but not. You won't even notice me. Don't worry. I'm super <laughs> sneaky. Very, <laughs> 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 very sneaky, sir. You said you want to oh, go yeah. right, so beefcakes. You going just right. go. Yeah, you just go. We're just okay, going right. As yeah. I'm perceiving, he's just going, <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, <laughs> I'll perceive as I walk." <laughs> that's, that's how that works, right? I love it. <laughs> I mean, for some of us, <laughs> multitasking is not everyone's strong suit, <laughs> Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah. Can we call you Mr. Robot? <laughs> as you as you walk down, you find yourself in a different kind of cave the the stone changes you hear the distant sound of rushing water as you continue onwards you come 
to a fork. One leads to, as you search around the corner, a dead end, and the other leads to a door. This door, different than the last, is more so a wall. Its color is different. Its surface seems jagged, almost like that of obsidian, and it stands there. In the middle of it, a ring. The ring seems to be some sort of rune of warding that you're not entirely sure of what. Bakota's going to call to Shreeman and then nod his head towards the door. <laughs> so here's Give it the thing. Shot. It only has ten uses and the internet says that it should work on magical locks but the internet's not always right. <laughs> and so now I'm hesitant because I don't want to use all my uses on this magical ward. He slaps him on the back. You got this. Okay, pardon. deal. Should we just check it first <laughs> before no. just blowing magical it. items on it? I throw a dart <laughs> at it. I'm just going to stop throwing my coins because <laughs> I have other <laughs> objects. So I throw a dart at it. It hits the door and it immediately like disintegrates. Oh, shit. Oh my god, I can't believe you started throwing stuff and it actually meant something. That's amazing. throw a magical rock and see if it does any damage. (laughs) You throw the rock and the rock itself also just... Holy crap. becomes This could be worth a spell. Um, So, it's on the door itself, the ward, right? Yes. Is there a, a, like seam on the bottom like a threshold type thing there's nothing the door though made of different material seems to blend into the ceilings the walls the floors as if it was all one people don't have sense magic do they they have detect magic it's a level one spell in 5e i have these tools that disarm a trap but i don't imagine with like magical things just touch it just touch it. I'm me. not going to fucking touch it. <laughs> I'm going to like, <laughs> it sounds stupid because everyone's throwing stuff, but then all of a sudden things start disintegrating. I'm like, huh, that's pretty smart. I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> as I walk up to do something, I am going to try to take the coin off of Shimon. It's too late. I'm over here in the dead end. Okay. okay I'm going to try to take the <laughs> coin off of the construct guy, Beefcake. It's in a, this whole time, Bakota's just body. holding up his coin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going like to try to take Bakota's coin. Okay. You try to take the coin off of Sheeman. Uh, Not Sheeman because he's in a dead end. <laughs> he's in the cave now. He like ran off. <laughs> he's like, something DM's disintegrated. Turn, What's down here? <laughs> he got bored at this door. There's no one There's no one around that's accessible for you to steal off of him as you, as you rewind through I'll everybody. I'll steal off him later. I will throw my coin at the door. The coin does not disintegrate. Ah, haha! Are the rocks on the ground made of this stony stuff that's yes. not a stone? Yep. Guys, you should throw one of those stones at it, because I'm coming back and I shot that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ugh. and I like roll my eyes and I pick it up and I throw it as well. So you throw like a loose stone. A loose piece of hizikur. As you throw the stone, the door seems to absorb it and you watch it kind of ripple as it's redistributed into the walls around the door. That is so cool. That is super cool. Uh, I'm sorry, but Shaman, can you not 
open the door? No. With your magic skills? No, because last time the magic skill didn't work on the magic lock and so I learned but stuff. But it might this time. You do not want to try to shake your stick at it? No, I only have nine more uses. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this would be a great ninth <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> Alright, this is Nuck and Fudge, but I pull my stick out and I whack it. You whack it. And point it at the door. You whack it and you point it at the door as you move to whack the door. Um, I don't hit the door, I hit the chime <laughs> and it sends a noise like a xylophone. It's like a xylophone As you missile. hug the door. <laughs> you disintegrate. The door. So you chime and it reverberates. This time something else happens you see it light up as before and then dissuade and then you hear this call just i know you'd be here i knew you'd come and it echoes distant from someplace else face me coward you cannot get past the wards okay well thank you where are you <laughs> What? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, let's follow the sound of the screaming. But yeah, Ward. can we tell where that's coming from? It came from behind you. Oh. Remember um, that time you guys were like, investigate. <laughs> use your tube. It'll be a good <laughs> idea. Is my coin within reach <laughs> for me to I, grab without disintegrating? Uh, yes. Okay. I pick up my coin. You disintegrate. You lied. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't I roll. Well, you didn't it's roll been a fun a, time. I'm gonna go make another a, margarita. A insight check on our GM. <laughs> uh, Can I detect evil? Since Woody's not here, I'm just gonna assume that I have that. That's you're not a paladin. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> there's there's so evil many. coming from the left side of our table. <laughs> See what happens when you Look leave at Woody. You, Alex. This is your fault. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go back to the first door. Does it have a threshold? A threshold? Like on the bottom that you could like put your fingers under? Uh, no. Okay, I'm just going to put my portable hole on the ground because I feel like there's a reason <laughs> to and I don't know why. <laughs> what um, did you just say? What do you have? portable hole on Is the ground. Is this like a portal? So, the port so no. on the ground at the foot of the door or on the foot of the door? Those two things matter. I don't know why. So either so if you put it if you put it on the ground by the door, I think a portable hole can only go through ten feet of material, so it uh -huh. actually will just make a ten foot hole uh -huh. that stops. Um, <laughs> if you put it on the door, something else happens. I, mean, I don't door. know. I feel like it makes a hole into a different space, like a different plane. Is this like it Roger Rabbit? It bypasses, I think, ten foot of material to get to the other side dimensionally. Okay, I don't think I agree, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> So you put the coal on the ground and you make like a 10 foot deep hole that stops. Okay, that was dumb. I'm gonna put it on the door. <laughs> <laughs> As you put it on the door, the door creaks and screams, um, trying to resist the hole. Get and hold, you, bitch. And what, you know <laughs> and what you notice that's different is when you put it on the ground, it immediately made that 10 foot hole. Without any kind of provocation, it just made a hole in the bottom against the door it opens slowly but after some time it pushes through and you see an opening to the other side 
And I'm going to yell, quickly. And Beefcake says, door shouldn't scream. (laughs) (laughs) Beefcake, jump through the door. Okay. (laughs) He jumps through the portable hole. Bakoda does whatever the, like, um, druid form of, like, crossing himself is, and then goes... I think it's just drawing a leaf on yourself like a Canadian does. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) A a maple leaf. Yes. He he crosses himself in the form of a maple leaf and goes goes through. There you step through the door. I'm going to wait for everyone to go through before going in. Well, here's the thing. I have to hold the hole up because it's made of cloth. Okay. And then as you said that, I'm going to jump through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Good idea. Good idea. And then I'm going to step through, but keep my hand... On the other side, but I still want my hole, so I'm gonna really quickly try to pull it with me, like you turn it inside hand. out, because I want my hole. It is like that's Who some, Framed Roger Rabbit. You just like yeah. smack yeah. and that's some hole. Fucking Looney Tunes ass <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I want my hole. An anvil comes down right <laughs> yeah. as we escape. You get your hole. It nice. works. Yes. I would make you do a dex saving throw, but I believe your dex is unbelievably high, and it would be pointless for me to do so. I and I it. get. To re-roll them when I fail, <laughs> right? So oh. let's let's you get your stupid hole. <laughs> Does the door say Acme on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Where so are we? You step into uh, an entrance. On one side, th- oh, sorry, in front of you stands another set of large double doors. To the right and to the left stand smaller doors. I'm gonna throw my dart at these statues and make sure they don't come alive. There are also statues on either side <laughs> of the. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> there are statues on the other side of the large door. You throw your darts and nothing happens. Okay. Uh, perception check on the statues on I'm the sorry, other side of the door. Else, can everybody else see? Oh, you're what? like you're, off you're the way map. down there. I thought this was the door we were all going through. No, we went. We you're went on your. Up. You're on your own adventure. <laughs> Anyways, while everyone's doing so you're still that, reading what guidance does. <laughs> <laughs> you said I can't roll under. My passive wisdom. Yeah, so it's important for those who are wondering at home, in 5e, a natural one, natural 20 for skill checks actually mean nothing. Natural ones and natural 20s only apply to uh, attacks and things of that nature. And I believe death saving throws. So if you roll a natural one, you don't fail a skill check. If you roll a natural 20, you don't automatically succeed. I think 24 because my perception is 14 and you're saying everything I roll under a 10 turns into a 10. Okay. So I look at the statues... To see if they're gonna do some shit. They don't. All right. After you throw and punch them and slap <laughs> them and really get in their and roll st- for initiative. Strat- their statue <laughs> business. All right. I'm gonna uh, throw a dart at each door. <laughs> How many darts do you have? Pick them up after I throw them, except the one <laughs> that disintegrated. <laughs> you know what? They all start disintegrating. <laughs> no. No, I you wouldn't go through those doors. <laughs> Beefcake walks up to one of the statues and puts his hand on it and says, what have they done to you? <laughs> <laughs> and goes berserk. <laughs> and then he pulls out his great axe and starts swinging wildly. Um, as you throw, your th- you throw three darts at those three doors, uh, the one on the left and the one, on the one in front of you both ring. The one on the right, you hear like a dull thud as though nothing sits behind it. I go pick up my darts. So can we tell what material it's made of? It all seems to be made of the same material that you've seen before. Okay. I'll go to the right. Let's just keep, we'll stick with that shtick. Uh, you go to the right and you see that the door is actually a carving made in the relief of the stone, like m- the metal-like stone. Um, 
and it's there just to provide an aesthetic balance to the room. So this door is not a door. When um, Bakoda touches the Hizamiku, the Hizamadura, the does it feel like metal or does it feel like stone? Like what kind of? It feels like metal. It feels like it so it's bad. So it feels burns bad. Yeah, it, it, you Pain. don't. Yeah, you don't like it. I don't like this. You don't <laughs> okay. like metal. Wait, let's talk about this. Why don't you like metal? Druids can't. Not most metals. This big guy, on the other hand, and he points to beefcake, <laughs> is another story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so druids can't hold metal or wear metal. Otherwise, it blocks their uh, magical connection. Oh, snap. I did not know that. So being in a cave that's like entirely metal. <laughs> <laughs> Must be not really uncomfortable. It's, rough. it's like when Appa's in a cave. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, Avatar's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Legend also of Korra, Korra coming August 15th. Thank you very Heck much. Yeah. He beat me too. Get ready for angst. Thank I was going to build my oh character man. angsty like Korra, and I thought, oof, even I don't want to deal with that much. So much angst. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> other small door or big door? Y'all want to like flip a coin? If the one to the right isn't a real door, then the real right is the big doors. <laughs> big door it is. The r- I don't follow, but let's go through the big door. <laughs> <laughs> the door. I, I don't follow, but I'm going to follow. As Sheeman approaches the big door, he pushes it open and it swings uh, easily. All right. Well, that was much easier than I expected it to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gesture for someone else to enter first. Remember how you have like trap senses and stuff? It's just insane. Beefcake moves forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to tell Beefcake, like, <laughs> go Beefcake. You walk through. Go beefcake. Go beefcake. That's his activation <laughs> word. <laughs> I heard a rumor that you like to walk through doors. Oh, Umbrella Academy riff. Oh. Um, so you walk up and you see another set of double doors in front of you. A set of double <laughs> doors damn to it, your This whole fucking adventure path is us walking through doors. <laughs> yeah, fun fact that adventure path is called double doors. That's it. It's uh, all you do. <laughs> to, to what the, is this called, by the way? Trust and understanding. Oh my um, god, it is a therapy session. Yeah, it is a it is one of the true uh-huh. tier 4 5e adventure paths that exists out there. Some like you can adjust up and down. Um from like tier 2 to tier 4, but this one is just tier 4. Ooh. If you fun fact, if you enter this cave and you are level 16 or below, the cave compels you and pushes you out of it. That's <gasps> why the dwarves <laughs> that dug the cave that like stumbled upon this older dwarven constructs could not enter any further. I just imagine like a group of people wanting to do this adventure path and then not being appropriately leveled. And then the GM being Dude, like, like oh, ah. fuck you. And then they have to like rebuild their characters immediately. Well, it's like or level up you their have characters. To, it's, I think like it says you have to roll like, a wisdom saving throw DC 28 every minute you're in the cave. Otherwise, it then compels you to leave if you fail. Like, it's, <laughs> That's it, amazing. You can't get past it. Can you throw it so, at both these doors? Um, yeah, I think Bakoda wants to investigate where there are not metal doors, which looks like there yeah. are not metal Off doors. Off to the right, to the there right. is, uh, the hallway gives way and just to a cavern. And just for clarity, we look forward, there's another big set of metal doors. To the left is a set of doors, and then to the right is an opening into a cave. Exactly. Door. Okay, so we're going to go And you see the these tiles that you saw previously when you looked through, so it seems as though this hallway matches that of the one that you saw to the left earlier. Less metallic? Uh, it's still metallic. It's just mm. worked differently into like uh, 
to made to look as though it is a building as opposed to the other ones would have been made to look to be a cave. Okay, oh, does that seems like a weird architectural decision. The chief architect Yeah, does must it look suspicious in any other way? Yeah, what uh, is his name? Athuda? Athun. Athun. Yeah, you don't you don't really know. It's tough. It seems like a patchwork and it seems as though it doesn't make any real sense. Maybe there's like a roughing and a finishing. You know what? Let's not think about it. Let's just go into the cave. Who wants to go first? I gestured towards and say, Beefcake, please, would you like to go right? You should go right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just spinning, like just spinning this idea. Picking this character. And then, <laughs> no, I'm having a great time. <laughs> this is why I made this character, because he's just ridiculous. You go right, and then it looks like Beefcake takes a right. As you enter into the, the cavern itself, it goes left and it goes right. Beefcake walks down to the right and it dead ends. All right. Back up towards the other direction of the cave. Beep, beep, so beep. the fork of the cave, we went right, which is a dead end. <coughs> so then we go left. As you go left, you see a larger cavern with a single uh, pillar in the middle. There's also a giant cave in that has blocked one of the passages, leaving a single passage to the north or further left as you walk. Hey, guys, you want to try to knock this pillow down, see if we can cave this whole bitch in? Jesus, that's such <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> and I'm going to shake my head and say, no, that is a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> and Dakota's going to chuckle, but not actually dignify that with the response. <laughs> <laughs> <Keep> <laughs> uh, do we want to just look? So we'll look at the caved in area, and it doesn't look like it's passable with any amount of minimal effort. Uh, no, you'd assume that you could take an exorbitant amount of time to try and get by, but you'd be unable to Beefcake do so. Beefcake starts immediately. <laughs> yeah, I don't need food or water Beefcake. or anything. Stop so. that. Beefcake yeah. buddy, over here. Buddy. <laughs> and uh, Bakoda's going to uh, head down path number two up to the north. As you continue to walk up the path, you see that it opens into a crypt. Uh, on either side, you see uh, sarcophagus line the walls with one on the right in the center pedestal being the largest. All are covered with um, a stone slab, save for the one in the middle, the largest one. That one, the stone slab has been removed and sits shattered next to it. Let's go and check the ground before he moves any further forward. Yeah, guys. Yeah, Athun is like fucking around somewhere. I can feel it in my ears. Oh yeah, I'll perceive some stuff. Did you, what did you roll? Um, well, since natural rolls in D and D don't really have much bearing, I roll a six. <coughs> a six? Uh, for for what nature? Or Perception. Perception. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you just see what I described, more oh. or less. Oh, that's all I see. Yeah, you see the sarcophagus, nine in total, uh, four on either side, two, four on the north wall, four on the south wall, another pair of double doors that seems to be the way that you'd get <laughs> in in the south, so and then on the middle, in the middle northern wall, a much larger sarcophagus sits on top of a pedestal with the uh, top of it thrown to the side, shattered. Bakoda's gonna take, like, his index finger and his middle finger in both hands, and the way that one would imagine is done by, like, a flight attendant. 
signal. Four sarcophagi <laughs> on the right, four sarcophagi on the left. On the right is a large sarcophagi. On the left are two double doors. And basically relay emergency. all this information. <laughs> yeah, in case <laughs> of emergency. The sarcophagi cover spot. can be used as a flotation device. Only with <laughs> wrist movements for the pointing, yeah. not yeah. with our movement. You don't want to exhaust Very classy. So... I'll also perceive as I walk in because it seems like Pakoda's maybe a I little... I rolled a 14 perception. I rolled yeah. a 28. So you see everything that is described. There doesn't seem to be any kind of weird underlying thing mm. uh, save for the shattered heap of stone. He elbows her. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> and she rolls her eyes and she enters the room. Are you guys really entering the room? Maybe we should like go through a different door. There's an open sarcophagus. We're, we're in here, buddy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> As you approach the sarcophagus, uh, do you look inside? Yes. yes. You look I inside, and you see that it doesn't have a bottom. It seems to be that there's a ladder that leads down about 20 or so feet. The sarcophagus itself must have been a false thing that was created to hide some sort of subterranean compartment. Pakoda throws a magic stone. Yeah, do your magic stones give <gasps> off light? Yeah, throw your magic stones. that would be pretty stone. cool. I don't think so. Um, We're playing 5e. Can her stones give off light? I'm, I'm finding it. I'm finding <laughs> it. Yes. Okay. What, what's the magical light. part of your stone? It's the magical part is that it can do damage. Yeah, it Ooh. gets past resistance and stuff. I feel like a regular stone does damage. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're magically Not resistant. 1d6 plus These your spellcasting ability modifier. Oh, shit. Talking about stone. <laughs> I whisper. I whisper to it first, and then I throw it. You're gonna do a good job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Your club was all cut. Be free. <laughs> <laughs> I say all those things. Clack, 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 clack. <laughs> uh, you throw the stone down, and you watch as it outlines the rungs of the ladder, and it falls, and it hits the ground, emitting a soft light at the bottom. Oh, it really does. All right. Okay. Beefcake immediately climbs over the edge of the sarcophagus and starts climbing down the ladder. All right. Shit, all right. I Go was going to do stuff, Go but beefcake. you got it, Beefcake. <laughs> you can do Beefcake starts climbing no, down. You got it. Uh, you get down there, and you see, and are greeted by a hallway. It's about 10 feet or so wide, and it extends about 50 feet downwards into an open uh, space. You can't make out from where you stand. What does the hallway say when it greets us? Like, howdy do. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I say that the hallway was sentient? I don't I don't did I misspeak here? You said we were greeted by a hallway. Oh that's on me. So go on then, what is the hallway? Salutation. Say? <laughs> the hallway says, For the love of God, walk down me. Alright, I'll climb down behind The hallway your says, Enter me. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Alright, uh beefcake will just like tilt his head like all the way straight back up looking up the uh, uh, ladder and say hallway <laughs> and and as he does he looks right up at my ass because I'm climbing down <laughs> to him <laughs> <laughs> I don't I doubt that would phase him <laughs> nothing phases beefcake and I hop down beside him is anyone else going down there Mr. Lira. <laughs> and I'll jump down. <laughs> Can I tell what material? I found the Forgotten the Realms deities. Oh, Again, yeah. it's made of that strange same stone. Stuff, same yeah. stuff. Oh, okay, man. I hesitantly go down. Cool. After everyone else. Yeah, I'm down. All right, so you all go down and you walk down the hallway. 
you're greeted by this um, crypt. You all stand there, and you see a second sarcophagus that has been brought into this room. Ah, the adventure path of doors and sarcophagi. (laughs) The (laughs) sarcophagus within a sarcophagus, and the door behind a door. Cave within a cave. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm so sorry, Alex. We love you. I'm having fun. I'm <laughs> hanging. <laughs> I'm hanging out by the door. I'll I'll do a perception check. Roll me a perception check, please. Yes, sir. Twenty-seven. Beefcake will do the same. Twenty-seven. Twenty-two. Yeah, I mean, you don't seem to see anything in the room. Mm. Not uh, even like a scroll on the right, anything like that. No, like a you, potion. The only thing that's inside of this room is the sarcophagus. Man, Patreon. i'm gonna i don't know it feels like we haven't been in battle for a while like you have noticed as you so i'm gonna pull out my rapier you've walked through this entire thing and it seems completely devoid of life whatever various things that are protecting this area have managed to keep out all manner of baddies animals ghouls whatever you might think is there any sarcophagus um not sarcophagus but like coffin in the middle of the sarcophagus can we call that what? i think a sarcophagus is a coffin, is like an yeah. egyptian yeah so a sarcophagus is just we're a, a, in it's like a, a sarcophagus right now well you, you climb mm-hmm. down it into a hallway into a room and in this room there's a second sarcophagus oh okay second um. sarcophagus mm-hmm. so the sarcophagus within a sarcophagus mm-hmm. what's that made of same stuff same stuff what's the name of like the building of graves like Indiana Jones. Catacombs? Okay. Catacomb. Yeah. We're yeah. in like a catacomb. I was going to say it's more or less like a catacomb. Yeah. Yeah. Ma- catacomb. Mausoleum, I believe, is above ground. Yes. Catacombs are below ground. There yep. you go. There you go. Very. It's got that, that catacomby feel. Indeed it does. Mr. Uh, Beefcake, <laughs> you want to try to give this sarcophagus a lift? Yes. And then he like. Go for it. Just tries to crack it open. Go ahead and roll me a strength check. 19 19 you push the lid off and it slides oh. as it does so you just hear <laughs> <laughs> what are we laughing about <laughs> classic out of out of the seams of every stone that surrounds you worms begin to spill out coming from the various crevices, but most importantly, in the hallway where you stand, Krista, a giant eruption of worms pushes you up and out towards the sarcophagus. And the same of you, Shiman. You were both pushed against the sarcophagus. As you feel that, you feel this terrible wriggling as it passes through you and... TPK. Let's do uh let's do a thing real quick, shall we? Oh shit. You do feel these thing. things burrowing into your very person. Oh, oh, no. All of us? That's and they do gross. it does fifty seven points of damage to you both. Oh. To who? To me and To Sheeman and to Krista. Because oh. you guys were in the doorway. Mm-hmm. Good God. <laughs> and you see this giant wriggling mass of worms oh. and it just keeps Ew. laughing Ew. over and over Ew. again. Even worms the imagery are is gross. The laughing <laughs> is like coming maggots. it's coming around you, it's coming from inside of you, and it just continues to mock you. I won't say Roll for initiative. Oh 
Hey, I pulled out that rapier. I don't know if it requires a move action to do it, but it don't matter. It's free. Nat 20, damn. I will tell you guys, remind me later, a story about maggots. No, Ooh, you don't yeah. need to. Later. Let's wait until we're eating more food. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm that's why I said later. <laughs> uh, Krista got a 31. Nice. What? I got a six. Oh, man, I got to remember, like, all this... Uh, Dakota's 13. Looks like you have like a apostrophe in there. I do. Weird. <laughs> I don't know if that'll sort <laughs> properly. We'll find out. Actually, that's going to be it. important for me. But here's you the can thing, enter when like I click on it, it doesn't have the apostrophe. Thanks, there we go. Yeah, it still has the apostrophe. <laughs> like <laughs> I deleted it and the apostrophe still remains. Bummer. <laughs> I also have a thing Wait. against like surprise. Who so. is this that has two initiatives? How is this uh, that would be me. I guess uh, how is that a thing? we'll find out in a second, won't we? Oh. I'm on the way now. The great reveal. <laughs> I have like no cool items. I just have like a couple traits. All right, so you all stand there, and the mass just wriggles in front of you, unmoving. Um, Krista, you go first. Um, your your first turn goes first. Yes, my first round goes first, and I shall, since my rapier is already out, I will cast thunder, <laughs> booming blade. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will cast booming blade on my rapier. Okay. So and I will give it a whack. All right. Go ahead and approach it and. Uh, Roll to attack. Approach it. So you have to walk up to it to hit it. You can't just stab it from 10 feet away. Uh, theater of the mind, Alex. <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't mean anything. I'm yeah. just trying to see if I have like advantage on rolls or anything. Uh, so we have worms inside so. of us. Yeah. So I just want to stab that one. Woof. Okay. So I have an 18. You rolled an 18? Yes. You hit. Oh, thank God. Okay. Okay. That's one roll. I got 15 for one roll. And then there's an additional 48 thunder damage. So 15 plus 28 so is 43. As you sink your rapier into it, you see these this big boom produced from the point of your blade. And these worms are kicked either side. And they wriggle and they shrivel up and they die. And the mass seems to lose a little bit of what makes it uh, tick. And then I'll take my second turn. So some time passes and you act once more in your deft fashion. I, uh, I happen to have something called Thieves Reflexes, so I can take two turns and my second turn is a minus 10 to my initiative, but I rolled nat 20, so going again. I will do the same thing. I'll give another stabby stab with my rapier when, and I will cast Booming Blade on it again. And, ooh, that's a net three. 16. Booming Blade also only does damage if the creature moves. It doesn't immediately do that damage. It's uh, on a hit, the target suffers the attack's normal effects, and it becomes sheathed in booming energy until the start of your next turn. If the target willingly moves before then, it immediately takes 1d8 thunder damage, and the spell ends. And then at higher levels, it's 2d8, 3d8, 4d8. So okay. it has to willingly move. Okay, so it to take the thunder damage. So it hasn't. So it hasn't taken it yet. So it, uh, so I did separate the damage. So it's fifteen yes. mm -hmm. piercing and then twenty-eight potential. 
Yes, it okay. Which then probably means I can't stack booming blade damage. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Okay, that's okay. Uh, ten. Ten damage. You do ten additional damage. Beefcake, it is your turn. Okay. Beefcake already has his great axe out. A lit, a blaze. Um, he also has a shield on his arm. And he lifts up the shield kind of close to his face. And he, like, mutters something to it. And you see the shield kind of leap off his arm and start circling around him. So... As the shield leaves his arm, he's able to put two hands on his great axe, and he approaches this giant pile of worms, maggots, whatever they are, and he's going to take some swings. Uh, that is an 18. 18 hits. Okay. Uh, so that is 21 points of damage. All right. Um, you stab into it and cut through it, and it uh, definitely does something. Does it matter if it's fire or the slashing from the axe? It does not. Okay. I just want to know, so I, if you needed me to say I mean, that. if it does, I wouldn't tell you, but... Okay. Um, and then, so that's the first attack of four. Oh, my God. So, 17 hit. Hits. I get to reroll all of those, because they were twos. 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage. Third attack. Does a 20 hit? Uh, 20 hits. I like being level 20. <laughs> 18 <laughs> points of damage. Okay. And for his fourth and final attack. Uh, s- does a 29 hit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I get to reroll that too. 21 points of damage. 21 points of damage. Okay. And my turn is over. All right. That's as it? That's it. <laughs> that's all I got. As, I'm sorry. As Beefcake goes to town... The mass opens up and it regurgitates this secondary mass of worms which congeal and take shape into this hulking great figure. It stands up and it screams and it goes straight to just hit um, Krista. 17. Is that against my armor class? It is. No, it does not hit. All right. A 23. Yeah, that hits. 15 points of damage. That's crazy that the initial hit hit you guys for like 57 points. Yeah. That's a that's a hefty chunk. It is now Bakoda's turn. Bakoda. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Bakoda looks at the new mass and says, Grote. And then casts <laughs> Whirlwind. What happens is I cast a whirlwind with a 10-foot radius, 35, uh, excuse me, 30-foot high cylinder, and the um, creature must make a dexterity saving throw. All right. All right, fails. It takes 10d6 bludgeoning damage. Do I roll or do you roll? Yeah, you roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you roll that 10d6. Wait, 10d6? I think you can roll through roll 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Let the computer do the math for you. Let the computer do the math. 29? 29 points of damage. So you unleash this whirlwind, and you watch all of these worms like slam against the walls and the ceilings, and they dry up and the mass seems to get a little bit smaller. It's moving now. Does it take thunder damage? It does not. Damn it. <laughs> has, to, has to willingly move. Oh. Okay, <laughs> in addition, a larger, smaller creature that fails to save must succeed on a strength saving throw or become restrained in the whirlwind. It is a huge creature. Kamen, it is your turn. 
uh, before he takes his turn, he's going to think to himself, I actually have sanctuary because it's the start of the day and I haven't done any attacks. So that worm who tried to get inside my body should quickly do a wisdom saving throw before I take 57. <gasps> Ooh. Um, what's the DC? 19. 19. Didn't provide me with the wisdom score for the, the moving mass. I rolled a, a 16, so I'll say that it failed. So it either must choose a new target or lose the attack. Uh, so the attack happens when you are in the same space as it. So Perfect. Nice. Nice Yay. job. No worms in the bum bum. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you're used to hiding stuff, so. Okay. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> She's a rogue. My father hit his uh. watch up his ass. <laughs> Is this a true story? <laughs> yeah, no, we just yeah. watched Pulp Fiction. <laughs> from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> okay. Like, Sorry, Mom. <laughs> what? Um, I'm going to, so I have like a Ninja Turtle fort. I'm going to stab it with that. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't know what the name of it <laughs> was before fork. I Googled what Psy was, so I just want, didn't want to assume that everybody yeah, has No, Ninja Turtle fort. No, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I stab it. And I roll <laughs> a 27. 27 is a hit. I do six damage plus six, 12 piercing damage. All right. And then I stab it again with my sigh and get a 14. That is a hit. Wow. These guys are really easy to hit. I bet they have a lot of HP. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I love metagaming. Seven damage piercing. All right. And then I'm going to do my flurry blows. And I get over 14, so 10 damage. Punch those worms. Punch you worms. Uh, again, over 14. Three damage plus six, nine damage. All right. And now it takes a, uh, it can't take reactions until the end of my next turn. It, it just sits there swirling as masses are ought to do. Um, so it doesn't move. It sits there wriggling. But what happens is you just hear this loud ka-chunk, and you hear these wheels turning in the background, and the walls around you close in five feet oh, on all on. sides. So that, so that box I just drew is where the walls are now, right now. It is now Krista's turn. Question. Uh, mm-hmm. I have an alert feat. It says I can't be surprised while I'm conscious. So... Was there a way that I could have prevented getting fucked by the worms at the beginning? No, because it basically fills the space. It's not an attack. It's just an effect that takes place. Like, Like Travis should take that damage. But it's, no, it's like an undead entity. So Sanctuary makes sense in that. But you being surprised, it didn't really surprise you. It just filled the space. And then, like, the worms dug into you as they came up through the floor. All right. So no deck saving throws or anything. All right. Nope. I guess I'll stab the, like, incantation that emerged from the worm mass. That's going to be 22 to hit. That's a hit. I will do 1d8 plus 7 then for normal damage, and that will be 15. Alright, so you do 15 points and of then damage. Then do I can... roll for the thunder just in case, or do I wait? When it moves, you can roll. Alright. You do 15 points of damage. It is now Beefcake's turn. Was that both of your turns, Chris? Uh, she only gets it for the first round. Oh, oh got it. Yeah. Uh, so Beefcake is going to rotate around this 
swarm of maggots. And he's going to start teeing off again with his great axe. Uh, 22 to hit. 23 points of damage. All right. 20 to hit. 20, 20 points of damage. All right. He's still you're crushing it. 19 to hit. Yep. 22 points of damage. 22 points of damage. And for my fourth attack, 14 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage. You're you're doing a lot of work on it. Like it is clearly affecting it. It is much smaller now. Like there are deep gashes in it that ha- that aren't refilling anymore. But it still stands there. Okay. Uh, I think he's he's going to use his action surge. Okay. And he's going to do four more attacks. All right. He's just in the zone, just like swinging for the fences. Uh, that is a 19 hit. 19 hit. Uh, 16 points of damage. All right. 14 to hit. All right. 25 points of damage. 23 to hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Murdering this thing. Hopefully. Uh, 24 points of damage. Okay. And final attack. 29 to hit. 17 points of damage. All right. It still stands. Damn it. It is now this large mass's turn. It moves uh, to go attack Bakoda. As it moves, go ahead and roll that booming blade damage for me. But I did booming blade on the creature, on the big worm creature, and then I did booming blade on the smaller one. Is that the one that's moving? Yes. Oh, cool. Thanks for softballing that in. 26 damage. Wow. Eight, 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 on 48. So you yes. do 26 points of damage, and it moves to Bakoda, and it goes to slam. Come on and slam. And welcome it's to It's a 13, Bakoda. Oh, fuck. That hits. All right. Um, wow, that hits. Listen, we're not all made of metal here. <laughs> oh, my God. 11 points of damage. Okay. Then it moves to slam you again. 24. <laughs> Travis has his face in his hands. <laughs> and it does uh, 16 points of damage. Oh, sorry. Okay. I thought. As it, as it picks you, as it slams you with both of its hands, suddenly inside your mind, you just hear this sharp yowling scream, and it just decimates your very mind, and you take an additional 15 points of psychic damage. On top of that, I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. 17. 17. Though it rends your mind, you make it out with no further ill effects. It is your turn. Uh, I resent that. <laughs> and Bakoda is going to cast Confusion. This spell assaults and twists creatures' mind. Um, each creature within a 10-foot radius sphere centered on a point that you choose, which is where I am, um, must succeed on a wisdom saving throw when you cast the spell. 20. Mm. Passes. Passes. I was going to say, I think 19 is the highest you can get, right? Uh, no, there's some stuff you can do to make it higher. Um, Shimon, it's your turn. Hey, guys, you remember when I can't jump high? And remember how I did that cool thing where it can't take reactions? Watch this. Five, <laughs> 10, 15, 20, up the wall. 25, 30, down the wall. 
35, 40, 45. <laughs> Oh, no. just, yeah, just running around the room <laughs> wildly. <laughs> People are being like beaten to death by these like disgusting room horrors. He's like, what's, what's he's a, doing what's parkour what's over here. <laughs> Hardcore parkour. And then I stab it with my thigh and do get a <clears throat> 29. 29 hits. Sweetito burrito. And I do. <laughs> 15 damage. All right. Then I punch it and I get a 24. Hit. 11 damage. All right. And then I do flurry of blows and I get a 30. <laughs> and I do 10 damage. Magic hands, by the way. <laughs> Ooh, magic hands. <laughs> punch, punch, punch. <laughs> and then this 27. Is and do a solid. I'm thinking of that meme where like he's like sprinkling. Oh, salt. Oh, yeah, bay. salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> of that. Magic hands. <laughs> Magic hands. Fifteen. Uh, fourteen. Yep. Uh, that was the damage. Oh, fourteen. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I'm gonna tell this mother trucker to make a dexterity saving throw. Nineteen. Oh, jeez Louise, you're in trouble, <laughs> mister. <laughs> I think because I'm the perpetrator, so Ty goes to me, and you're not prone. Uh, no, for DC saves, if the DC is 19 and I roll 19, I succeed. Are yeah. thinking of Pathfinder? No, <gasps> it's the same as 5 yeah. yeah. The house wins. The house wins. The house, wins the house always wins. That's yeah. me, I'm the house. <laughs> 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 you're in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to him. Come on. <laughs> it's the swarm's turn. Um, and the the hallway where the swarm stands, the walls do not move around it, but uh, everything else closes in five feet more. We uh, still got room. We got, just in case people can't see what's going on on roll 20, we got like, I don't know. Three or four turns. feet of room. Yeah, for now. I mean, Yikes. you know, we'll see what happens when uh, you get pushed up against that sarcophagus in the middle of the room. Maybe the gears will turn faster. <laughs> Krista, it is your turn. We just need R2 uh, to stop the compaction from happening. Query. Mm -hmm. uh, I have uncanny dodge. So when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to half the attack's damage. I can just use that all the time, right? Yeah. So anyways, you attacked me for 15, mm -hmm. and if I split that in half, do I round down or up? You round down. Yep. Everything rounds down. I will attack the big worm thing since it is blocking our exit right. right now. Oh, yikes. 15 to hit. That's a hit. Wow. That is nice. I'm going to try to do thunder damage. If it doesn't work, then that's fine. <clears throat> and that's going to be 12 damage. That's it. That's it for me. You are... It is next to someone... I will say this once, and I won't say it again. It is next to somebody that is your ally, and that is its, its enemy, which allows you the rogue's probably best-known skill. Sneak attack? Or was it the sneak attack damage? Is it sneak attack damage? Yeah. Oh! Does, is sneak attack the same as flanking? No. 
No, so in, in 5e, it's different. So in Pathfinder, you have to be flanking or catch them flat-footed to get sneak attack. Mm-hmm. Right. But in 5e, you just have to be next to an ally attacking a creature. To be sneak attack. To, to get to get the sneak, sneak attack, attack damage. damage. I see. I was wondering. I see. So. <laughs> Holy shit. So how much damage did you do initially? 12. 12. And then... My sneak attack damage is 44. <laughs> I feel like so much more like I'm contributing to the group. Thank God. Good thing someone reminded you. It is Beefcake's <laughs> turn. Uh, okay. So Beefcake is going to continue to tee off on this big wormy pile. Oh, that's a 21 hit. 17 points of damage. With that, you cleave it in half, and it melts into the floor, opening your way into the hallway. That is very gross. And then he's going to move over to the side and take his remaining three attacks on this guy. Uh, That is a 21 hit. It's a hit. 21 points of damage. Third attack. 26 to hit. It's a hit. 23 points of damage. Fourth attack. Natural 20. Uh, You kill it. Yeah. (laughs) Now let me me roll that. It has one hit point left. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, you you slice it through, and just like before, you watch it explode into these worms that disappear into the seams of the wall, and the other worms that were spitting out of the cracks and crevices disappear. You have three rounds to decide what to do before the walls crush you to death. Okay. You can get out. You do. Ha- you were able to get out now. But Let's open the sarcophagus. The sarcophagus is open. Yeah. You didn't have a chance to look into it. Yes. Let's so, look into it. Uh, I only moved five feet, so I'm going to go uh, right there. 10, he's 15, 20, 25. So he's going to look into... Oh, we're still going in turns? Yeah, we have three rounds. Oh, okay. oh right, right, right. By the way, my crit did 41 points of damage. I just want people to know that. <laughs> and then I say, the oogie boogie man. You hit that floor so hard it dented it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to the sarcophagus. You see the remains. Uh, they're these desiccated remains of a woman. Um, they're small and they're slight. And on top of her head sits a golden, not a golden, sorry, a emerald-like ring around her head, almost like a crown. Krista's going to go in and take it. It's not your turn. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn it, I keep forgetting uh, we're in turn order. Yeah, so, I mean, technically I already used my move and my action attacking yeah. stuff, so I can't physically That's what grab you see. It. It, okay. is, it is Bakoda's turn. Uh, yeah, so I'll use my free action to say, green crown, woman's <laughs> head. Bakoda, what do you do? Oh, and then, sorry, he also holds his, like, <laughs> arm out and his shield that is swirling around him just, like, shunk, like attaches back to his arm. Oh, very good, Captain Marco. Bakoda looks intently at the <laughs> crown and is almost like drawn to it subconsciously and like without realizing that he's doing it goes in and picks it up. You do so. As you do so uh, the, s- the head comes with it. Ah. <laughs> no. He puts the Take crown it. and the head on his head. <laughs> <laughs> And now you have stacked heads. <laughs> it's like a totem pole. Of <laughs> it's a very short one because it's just two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, little 
Alright. Uh, he's gonna try to pry the two apart. The uh, ground and the head. You can't seem to do so. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gonna... He's gonna... Okay, hold the crown up. Okay, I guess I guess we're in turns, right? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, is that is that an action? Trying to pull them apart? Uh, interacting with an object is an action, yes. Okay, can I tr- uh, hold the crown up, head facing towards... Um, so you moved, you grabbed it, and you pulled the head off, and I think that might be your turn. That's it? Yeah. That's everything. Okay. Human, it is your communicate. Turn. You can you can communicate if you'd like. Yeah. I was just gonna say, help, <laughs> and hold it up for someone to grab the head. Uh, the walls are closing in. Let's GTFO and then deal with it. So he's gonna walk five, ten feet, <laughs> grab a femur, and hope that the whole leg comes with it. Jesus. It does. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> and GTFO. <laughs> um. I'm going to look around the room to see if there's anything of value. There doesn't seem to be anything of value. I guess I'll just, like, grab an arm. I don't know why. You yeah, grab an arm, it. and the uh, the rib cage and the other arm come with it as well. All right. Let's get out of that, here. That seems like a value pick right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leaving a single leg. <laughs> leaving a single leg left in the coffin. Um, and then do you want to leave? Oh, yeah. All that meat. Just get out of Dodge. <laughs> All right. And then Beefcake, it is your turn. He says, mm, gross, and just walks away. <laughs> no, he grabs the other leg. He grabs it. <laughs> Whatever's left in the coffin, the remaining bones. Really getting that Poe vibe <laughs> from Beefcake. <laughs> All right. And then Bakoda, what do you... So that is the first round. The walls close one more time. This time they encroach upon the sarcophagus. And as they hit the sarcophagus, the head of it explodes away Un. Like prevent, not preventing the wall at all from its movement, um, and it is Bakota's turn again. Bye. <laughs> he's gonna head on out, and so he's gonna be there right behind um, Beefcake. As Bakota leaves the room, and you walk down the hallway the rest of the way, you just hear the sound of churning metal and crushing stone as the room comes together in a small of dust fills the hallway you're holding the various parts of a dismembered corpse and you look to each other and I guess we'll have to find out (gasps) what you're going to do with this dead body later we're reassembling a corpse that's what we're doing it's a puzzle right (laughs) (laughs) it's like legends of the hidden temple building the gold monkey it's like no no, the the ribcage just on top of the head you're never going to do it in time Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound.